0: Welcome to Lamb's online service. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Kaya with my dad, Simon.
1: So good to be gathering together in this way. Thanks so much for coming, joining with us today. It is brilliant to have you here. And thanks for the encouragements from last week, for those of you who uh, responded to my message on supernatural expectation. We had so many people um, responding uh, online and afterwards. And it's brilliant. One lady, she had migraines for weeks. She'd been woke- waking up with migraines for weeks. The team prayed with her. The pain lifted. It was just fantastic. We had so many stories like that.
0: And we had a great time praying on Friday evening, we prayed for somebody who's in a coma and we've just found out that they've come out of their coma.
1: So let's join again and worship the God of the breakthrough. We're going to spend some time worshipping. If those of you are not familiar to church, not familiar to church online, we're going to spend some time worshipping. The words will come up on the screen. Then uh, we've got an update on our offering that we gave to the developing world and then the amazing Phil Wilthew is going to be speaking with us.
0: And please do make the most of the online chat and request prayer if you'd like to explore the faith or if you'd like any other prayer from the team.
1: So let us worship. I know it's a bit weird isn't it just kind of worshipping in your lounge but this is a brilliant reminder for us that we're not worshipping each other we're not singing words to each other we are worshipping our God we're singing to him and so whether we're on our own or with a small group let's lift our voices let's worship him together Isaiah 43 says this for I'm about to do something new see I've already begun do you not see it I will make a pathway through the wilderness I'll create rivers in the dry wasteland let's join with Gus let's join with the band as they lead us in worship let's worship the God who is creating a way through this wasteland who is making and doing something new today. Let's worship together.
2: Let our praise be your welcome Let our songs be a sign That we are here for you We are here for you. Let your breath come from heaven. Fill our hearts with your life. We are here for you. We are here for you. You are hot to open; nothing here is hidden. You how one desire. You alone are holy; only You are worthy. God, let Your fire fall down. Let our shout be Your anthem now fill the skies we are here for you we are here for you let your work, let it move in power let what's dead come to life we are here for you We're here for you To you our hearts are open Nothing here Let your fire we that welcomes me the kindness of mercy that part with blood wholeheartedly my soul undeserving You're so Anointed, filled with your power for the glory of Jesus' name. And should this life bring suffering, Lord, I will remember what Calvary has bought for me both now and forever Soul that I can't contain, I can't control. I want more of you, God. Now I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer Of God, I'm a child of God. You unravel me with a melody, you surround me with a song of delivery. From my enemies till all my fears have gone, I'm no longer slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer. i am a child of god thank you lord now from my mother's womb you have chosen me your blood flows through my veins and I've been born again into a family. Your blood flows through my veins. Yeah, now I'm no longer left to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no. God, I'm no longer, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Yes, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. The songs of Delhi
1: Father, we just thank you that you are so good. You are so good to us. And we just celebrate that uh, again. And we just say, Lord, across every home in this nation, and across the cross nations who are watching this now, that the sense of your goodness, of your kindness, of your mercy, flood our hearts, flood our minds, flood our spirits. We just say, come, Holy Spirit, just impress upon us the goodness of our Father, the kindness of our Father, Lord Jesus, be be manifest, be evident in every life now. Pray that hope would come for those that are relying on you right now, calling on you. We pray that hope would fill their hearts right now, of your goodness, of the fact that you have rescued them, that you've saved them, and that you would not leave them alone. And we just thank you, Father, for, for your present help, your very ever-present help in times of trouble. And we just worship you together right now and bless your name. Amen. Amen.
0: In a moment, we've got a fantastic video, but for now is our opportunity to give to God and all he's doing in his people and to give to King's Arms. So you can do that by clicking the give button, the link in the chat room, or by going to kingsarms.org slash donate. Giving is one of my favourite parts about earning regularly every month.
1: Brilliant. Kai. thank you. And uh, so many of you will know that we are part of a wider family of churches called Catalyst, and I lead the King's Arms team, but I also lead the Catalyst team. And um, uh, some weeks ago, we gave to an offering that Catalyst were taking up for the, de- the developing world during this crisis. And it's a bit weird because I'm introducing myself doing the video, but this is me giving an update to our Catalyst family. You'll notice I'm wearing the same shirt. Um, but yeah, just uh, click on, uh, watch this. This is a great uh, update of what's going on with the offering. well hello friends it is now five weeks since we as a catalyst family of churches began taking up an offering for those in the developing world who are most impacted by this covid19 crisis we really felt prompted by god to take this offering up uh, to raise uh, finance for food and emergency medical support for our dear brothers and sisters in the developing world. I just wanted to take a few minutes to give you an update on how we're doing, and I've just been overwhelmed. Thank you so much for all of you who have prayed, who have given into this offering. It has just been incredible. And we've uh, so far received gifts from 465 individuals and from 37 different churches. The the largest individual gift from an individual was for 15,000 pounds, and the smallest was for just 20 pence, which really shows that every penny counts, and God is using it all to provide in this season the total so far well if you remember recall the original goal i felt the lord prompt me to raise a hundred thousand pounds in three weeks well actually at the three week point some of you will have seen my video update at that point the total was three hundred and forty seven thousand pounds god had done far more than we could ask or imagine it was just amazing but now at five weeks the total is now four hundred and ninety five thousand 490 pounds which is just phenomenal nearly half a million pounds that we have given together it's just wonderful to see what god can do when we as his people rally together to support uh, the poor and i've just been overwhelmed by it it's not enabled us to send money to greece ukraine turkey but also uganda and guinea and malawi and venezuela and numbers of other countries some of which i can't even name because of security reasons so far we've been able to give money to provide food and emergency medical care for six and a half thousand people they're in 21 different countries in four continents europe africa asia and south america and as we continue to give money and to provide for these uh, individuals i know that we're going to be able to support many many thousands more people what's been powerful i think is just because. Catalyst has been connected into local pastors and local churches. They have been able to identify exactly who are the neediest people in their communities and provide exactly the right food. No matter where they are or what they need, they can provide that food for them. And that has just been brilliant. The staple foods of the local communities go a long way in those communities. And our pastors with their local knowledge can can do that. I thought you'd love to hear just one story of the number uh, that have come in from different pastors in different nations, this one's from a nation that I can't name for security reasons, and and he writes this, I confirm that we've received the first gift from Catalyst yesterday, once again we are really grateful and touched by your love and concern for us, our churches are going through a very difficult time right now, just like most of the world, I was contacted by one of our brothers who was a plumber by profession and was shaken by his faith, he told me that he, along with his wife and five daughters and two sons, had been dipping bread in water for the last few days and could not tell anyone as we live in an honour and shame culture and losing life is considered better than losing honour. He told me that he had complete faith that God would provide and every time they ate water with bread, he told his family that I know God will provide for us really soon. Two nights ago, he saw in a dream, he saw a dream in which he met me and I prayed for him and told him not to worry. The amazing thing is that yesterday, when he phoned, he did not tell me about his sufferings, but while I was praying for him, God spoke to him prophetically saying, I am who I am. My name is Jehovah Jireh, I am your provider. Then I told him that our brothers and sisters from Catalyst UK had sent some support and we would like to support him. And he burst out crying and praying for all of our Catalyst family, although he couldn't pronounce Catalyst properly, but who cares how God understands and honours our broken words and pure hearts. The reason for this email and showing this story is to tell you how much we love you and appreciate what you're doing for us and how so many families are impacted by your love and experiencing God's love in this critical time through you, all our brothers and sisters. Isn't it such a joy to be able to unite as churches across the world at this time? Thank you for standing with us. It is amazing to think what thousands of us can do together as we give and as we offer our money to the Lord for him to multiply and for him to do miraculous things with. All of the money, as I said before, is going to providing emergency food and uh, medical aid for those who are impacted by this COVID Nineteen virus. I'm going to keep you updated every week or so with how things are going, so uh, stay tuned for that. I'd encourage you, if you've not had a chance to give yet, do keep giving. I'd love us to blow that half a million pounds out of the water, and we don't know how much we're going to need, but God knows, and he's going to take all the gifts that we give, and we will steward them faithfully to make sure they get to the right places. Thank you so much for giving. Thank you so much for praying. Let's uh, keep going for it, Catalyst. It's so great to be doing this together. Thanks for listening. Isn't that incredible? And as a family, uh, as our church family, King's Arms, we gave 90,000 pounds towards that offering. So I just wanna thank every one of you who prayed, who gave sacrificially towards that. It is making such a huge difference to people across the world.
0: That's so good. And whilst we're in this time of having church at home, we really just wanted to celebrate each of you. And so we're gonna pause for 30 seconds. And if you could just video your home church, that'd be so cool. We're really missing seeing all of your faces. And you can send your videos to the email that's linked on the screen, or you can post them and tag us at Kings Arms Bedford.
1: Send your videos in. We're going to be back in just a few moments.
0: Phil Worthy speaking to us today. We're so excited to get to hear from him. Grab your notebook and enjoy.
3: Well, it's great to be together today. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you've got a Bible, you might like to turn to Ezekiel chapter 37. It's in the Old Testament. And we're going to read a story together today that is one of the more unusual stories in the Bible. And it's of an encounter that a prophet called Ezekiel has with a valley of dry bones it's a dramatic story it's bizarre but in it are contained some lessons for us in this season that we're in and I don't mind telling you that I in this moment of time am praying for revival I'm praying that God visits our nation again and our nation actually has a history of revival it has a history of those Moments in time where God, as it were, pulls the heavens apart and visits us in a special way. And there are so many uh, revivals in our history where God has come and in a few short weeks and months and years brought many people to come to know him and has awakened a nation spiritually. And that's what I'm praying for in this moment. I was so encouraged the other week when I read in the Guardian newspaper a report of some research that's been done about adults in the UK who are seeking God in this time. And what they discovered in this report was that one in four adults in the United Kingdom had accessed online church services since March. And of those, 20% of them had never ever been to church ever before. Many of them had started to pray for the very first time. And they are just signs and clues that under the surface of all the the madness and sadness, God is working out his redemptive purposes. He's doing something Uh, in the the kind of uh, under the bonnet, as it were. People are starting to find their spiritual hunger awakened. And I am praying that God visits our nation again. And this story in Ezekiel is an account of God's bringing revival, of God awakening a nation. And so we're gonna read this story together in Ezekiel 37, verse one, this is what we read. The hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley and it was full of bones. He led me to and fro among them and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? And i said sovereign lord you alone know this is the first part in this bizarre story of ezekiel where he finds himself in a valley of dry bones and we don't know if this was a spiritual vision or if this was a physical experience but he finds himself in the most unpromising unpromising situation possible it's a valley full of dead guys this represents the nation of israel and they are defeated they are like a valley of dry bones, a defeated army that has been left to bake in the scorching heat that no one is even bothered to bury. It's a, a kind of disastrous scene that Ezekiel finds himself looking at. And this is the first step actually for God to show Ezekiel how is going to revive the nation how he's going to bring the nation back to life again from this impossible circumstance and the first step is that Ezekiel is called to look at God again he's called to lift his face to look to God and God asks Ezekiel the question can these bones live and Ezekiel very wisely says uh you alone know O God he turns his face to heaven and listen, this is how God starts to catalyze revival in a nation is that he gets his people looking at him again. He gets his people praying. He gets his people seeking him. Th- this is exactly what happens for Ezekiel. And this is how God works. This is how God changes things. He gets his people praying. Uh, I was reading the account this week of the uh, miracle of Dunkirk in World War II. Uh, In May 1940, uh, the British army was trapped on the beaches of Dunkirk in France. And on one side they had the English Channel and on the other side was the enemy army that was closing in on them. They had no way to evacuate, they had no way to escape. And some 330,000 soldiers were stranded on a beach. And it looked like defeat was on the cards for our nation. And on the 26th of May, The King of England at the time, George VI, called for a national day of prayer and fasting, and he pleaded with the nation to come together in repentance and to ask God for mercy on our troops. And from St Paul's Church in Bedford, the national broadcast of prayer on that day was given as the nation came together to ask God for a miracle. And it was a valley of dry bones moment. It was a moment of looking at this impossible need and crying out to God to do what only he could do, a miracle. And there are photographs in that day of thousands of people up and down the land, pouring into churches to pray and to seek God and to humble themselves and say, God, would you rescue and deliver our nation? And what happened in the days after that day of prayer was nothing short of miraculous. And a lot of it was seen in the weather. There were storms that meant that the enemy aircraft couldn't fly and bomb our troops. Uh, On another day, there was a flat calm on the English Channel that sailors said they hadn't seen for decades and decades. And then a whole flotilla of ships came from England's shores to rescue our troops and over 300,000 of our troops were rescued. And it was known as the miracle of Dunkirk because it was something that only God could have done. And he did it in response to the prayers of his people. One Bishop, the Bishop of Chelmsford said this, if ever a great nation was on the point of supreme and final disaster, and yet was saved and reinstated, it was ourselves. It does not require an exceptionally religious mind to detect in all of this the hand of God. See, God sometimes wants us to stare at the need long enough so that it provokes us to pray. I believe one of the things God's doing in this moment is he is breaking the curse of complacency and prayerlessness of his people. I think for so long, so much of his church, his body has been prayerless has been complacent, has been comfortable, and hasn't found her need to pray. But I tell you in this moment, friends, God is calling us to look at the impossibilities, to look at the valley of dry bones, so that we would seek him, so that we would pray, Friends, give yourselves to prayer in this season. Renew yourself in prayer. If you have been prayerless, repent of the arrogance of prayerlessness. Repent and say, God, would you forgive me? And renew a commitment to prayer. Get up in the morning and seek his face as the chief business of your day. Give yourselves to prayer because here's the promise in scripture, 2 Chronicles 7. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, Then will I hear from heaven and will heal their land. Revival comes when God's people begin to pray. And that's what happens with Ezekiel. We carry on with the story. Verse 4, chapter 37, we read, Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. And as I looked, tendons and flesh then appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was still no breath. Here's the second ingredient in God's revival recipe. Number one is to seek him. Number two is that we are called to prophesy life. We're called to prophesy life. That's what Ezekiel does here. God causes him to prophesy to the bones and say bones come together. What Ezekiel is doing here is simply seeing what God is doing in the heavenlies and he's declaring on the earth. He's saying bones, it's time to live again. And this is what we are called to do, friends, at each stage of our nation's recovery from this point, whether it's economic recovery or emotional recovery or psychological recovery or recovery of a kind of our usual rights and privileges or being able to gather together. There are going to be many stages in our nation's revival and recovery. And just like Ezekiel had to believe and prophesy at each stage of bone to bone, we are called to prophesy life and to be a consistent force of hope in these months ahead. And one of the things that we're gonna have to really guard against in our own hearts and lives is the urge to grumble and complain. You know, Philippians 2 says that we should do everything without grumbling and complaining. That's a challenging verse right there particularly if you like social media, do everything without grumbling and complaining. And I think in many ways, grumbling and complaining about our circumstances is the very opposite of prophecy. It's the opposite of the prophetic because the prophetic gets its head into God's stratosphere, sees what God is saying and releases it on the earth. And we know that that always builds up, lifts up and cheers up. It always releases hope. God's words bring life. And the opposite of that is a spirit of grumbling and complaining where we, we get stuck in self-pity and we, we try and make ourselves feel better by having a good old moan. But here's the thing that I've learned. When I choose to grumble about my circumstances, my circumstances never change. Grumbling doesn't change anything. And if anything, when we choose to grumble at our lack of progress or things that are difficult, we actually create a spiritual environment in which the very things we've grumbled about get worse. Grumbling is a spiritual issue. And Ezekiel could easily have given himself to grumbling. You know, when he saw the foot bone connect to the ankle bone, I imagine he could have thought to himself, well, that's great but it's still no good like there's still so far to go you know there's 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 no hips there's no shoulders there's no head there's no breath there's no even any skin yet he could easily have stopped at each process of the body the army coming together and given up and given into grumbling but instead he chose to prophesy life to speak hope friends I've said it before, but ultimately, those who have most hope in this season are going to have the most influence. People are looking for hope. And I tell you, we have it in shed loads. We are called to prophesy from heaven's perspective. You know, I remember when uh, our son Sam was born, he was born very premature and born very sick. And for two weeks, he fought for his life and we didn't know whether he was going to live. And we knew that God had spoken to us about having a son one day called Samuel. But because he was so sick, we couldn't actually give ourselves to name him because our reasoning was if he dies, then the promise will die with him. So we didn't name him. And for a long time, he was the nameless baby wolf in his incubator. But there came a moment where we just thought, do you know what? God spoke to us about having a son, and He told us to call him Samuel. And so we made a decision to partner with God's prophetic promises, and we named him. And they put his little tag in his incubator, Samuel Wilfie. And an amazing thing happened. From that moment, he began to recover. <laughs> From that moment, he began to get better. And there was something about us choosing to step into the things that God had said and release them that enabled life and fruitfulness to flow. Friends, learn how to partner with what God is saying. Prophesy life. Speak words of hope, whether it's to your friends, to your neighbours, to your colleagues. Speak hope. And then the third thing that we see in the story is that the presence of the spirit changes everything. Verse nine, then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they might live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast and mighty army. What this says to us is that part of God's recipe for revival is the coming of the Holy Spirit, is the coming of the presence of God. You know, Ezekiel could easily have been satisfied with some nice structure, some nice programs. An army had come together and yet still there was no breath. But he finishes this process by saying, come Holy Spirit. And it was only at that point that the army began to live and you know next weekend we're going to celebrate pentecost sunday we're going to remember that moment where the early church was baptized with fire with power with the 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 presence of heaven and from that point everything changes friends we need a fresh baptism of the holy spirit we need another pentecost we need a moment where god comes from heaven and does what we cannot Would you join me in praying for that? Would you join me in praying for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit? And, you know, one of the things that we're learning in this season of online church is that God can move any which way he chooses. God can heal from a distance. He can heal through a typed prayer in an online chat room. He can heal through a screen that you're watching. His presence is everywhere. His power is everywhere. And when we call on his name, he comes. Friends, this is a season to encounter God. And maybe you've never stepped into the kingdom, maybe you're watching this and you've never actually made a decision to follow Christ or you've never experienced his presence in your life. Let me tell you, friends, that Jesus is not dead. He's alive. He's a living head. Jesus is, is risen from the dead. He died on a cross for your sin, for my sin, and he was raised to life that you might have new life simply by putting your faith in him. You can do that right where you are, because his power, his presence is not limited by the four walls that we live in. He is everywhere. This is a time to seek him again for a time of revival. Os Guinness said this. He said the story of Christian revival underscores that the darkest hour is often just before the dawn. So we should always be a people of hope and prayer, not gloom and defeatism. God, the Holy Spirit, can turn this situation around in just five minutes. Friends, this is God's revival recipe. Number one, stare at the need long enough so that it revives prayer in your life. Start to seek him. Lift your face to heaven. Call upon God and believe him to answer. Number two. Be someone that prophesies life wherever you go. Release hope, hear the words that the Father is saying and release them to your friends, your family, your colleagues, your neighbours. And then thirdly, pray and believe for a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Pray for another Pentecost. This is how God revives a nation. Ezekiel saw it, the nation saw it at Dunkirk and I believe that we're gonna see it in these days that we're living in. So let's take a moment to pray together right now. Father, we thank you that you are the God of revival. You're the God that can do the impossible. You're the God that can do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to your power that is at work within us. And so we call upon you together right now, wherever we're watching this, from around the UK or further afield, we join together in prayer right now and we say, Father, revive us. Come to our nation, come to our nation. Visit us again in revival power where many thousands and thousands and thousands of men and women find that you are the answer, that you are the hope. Jesus, would you come to us? We pray for another outpouring of the Spirit, for another Pentecost, for another experience of you stepping onto center stage. We know that when you come, life flows, fruitfulness flows. And so we just prophesy right now, we prophesy into our future as a nation, We prophesy that the greatest days of our nation are still to come. We prophesy that economic uncertainty is gonna be swallowed up by God coming. We prophesy to those that are full of uncertainty and hopelessness and we prophesy that the Lord is your shepherd and that you shall not be in want. We prophesy that he is going to lead you to green pastures and he's going to lead you to still waters for his name's sake. We prophesy that his goodness and mercy is going to follow you all the days of your life and that you are going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever and ever. We prophesy right now that God is going to lay a table even in the presence of your enemies and he is going to comfort you. We prophesy that the greatest days of God moving in our nation are yet to come and Jesus we join together and all God's people said amen, amen. Thanks so much for being with us today.
1: What a great message Phil, thank you so much. And the important thing for us now is that we do what Jesus said, because he said, now that you've heard these things, you'll be blessed if you do them. We don't just want to be hearers of God's word. We want to be doers, those who obey, those who follow through on what God said. And uh, Phil's given us some great provocation. Our phrase that we love in King's Arms is, what's God saying to you and what are you going to do about it? So what is he saying to you through that message? Maybe there's a call again to pray for revival. Maybe you used to pray for God to move, but I've kind of got uh, tired of praying and Phil's provocation has reminded you again, yes, we are called to be a people who are expecting God to break into our nation, into the nations. Maybe there's some things that are just dead around you that need speaking into life again. And this uh, message has been a provocation for that for you. Maybe it's simply this, that you know afresh that you need an influx of the Holy Spirit, that you need him to fill you afresh, to overflow, cover uh, cover you over again. Why don't you just take a moment to pray and we'll pray together now, shall we? Let's just ask God to come and work in our lives. Yeah, Father, we just thank you in every home, in every uh, place where this message is being heard today. We pray, come Holy Spirit, fill each one Lord, give us fresh motivation to pray for revival. We pray, fill us with an expectation of dead things coming to life again. We just say thank you, Lord, for your grace and your kindness to bring us this message today. And we say let it meet with hearts of faith, hearts who are not just going to hear it, but are actually going to do it, who are going to do something about it. We ask it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
0: Amen. You can join us for coffee um, and a chat in the 9.30am and the 11.30am services. And if today you gave your life to Jesus, we're so, so excited for you. So good. And we'd love to speak to you more. You can click in the live prayer um, and speak to somebody.
1: Brilliant. And we're going to hand over now to the online hosts who have been asking God for words, words of knowledge, we call them for people that he wants to impact, that he wants to meet with. These are live words that are just for the service that you're watching. And so they're gonna come up in the chat. If any of those relate to you, uh, do click on the live prayer button and they will be able to pray, the team will be able to pray for you. It's how we're seeing many people touched and healed each Sunday when we do that. So other than that, we're done for, for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great week. Fantastic to have you with us. Thank you so much and we'll see you again soon.